Welcome to this podcast that is all about funding. From grants to crowdfunding, I will be answering questions and providing tips and advice on how to best move forward in securing grants and funding for your nonprofit, research, or business. My name is Holly Rustic, and I'm creator of WeGo Consulting and Amazon best-selling author for wish-granted tips, tools, and templates to write a winning grant. Want to get more grant writing and funding resources, books, and online courses? Visit www.grantwritingandfunding.com or wegogrants.com. Check out our free templates. Or if you have any grant writing or funding questions, you can always send me an email at hollywego at gmail.com. That's H-O-L-L-Y-W-E-G-O at gmail.com. I'm excited to hear from you and to try my best to answer any questions so that you can increase your funding and impact your community and the world at large. So let's get started because money can be groovy. Hey guys. All right. So welcome to Grant Writing and Funding. I'm actually starting a new segment on this podcast, and please let me know if you like it, as I think it'll um, help benefit you guys, where I am sharing uh, kind of a federal and a foundation grant announcement that is available and out there. Now, please note that these are time sensitive, so a lot of them, you know, as you listen to this few months later or whatever, they're probably the deadlines have already passed. But hey, you might be aware of it and apply for the next funding cycle. Anyways, let me know if you find this useful. Um, and you can also find this on my social media at WeGo Consulting at Facebook or WeGo Grants on Instagram. Also check us out on Pinterest where we are posting this every week. This week we have our federal grant is the opportunity that's out there right now. Grants for Adaptive Sports Programs for Disabled Veterans and Disabled Members of the Armed Forces. This is a discretionary grant that is due on May 2nd, 2018. Total estimated funding is a cool $8 million. All right, you're not going to get that whole chunk for one organization, though. The estimated number of awards is 95, with an estimated $500,000 each. All right, so that's quite a bit of, that's a lot of awards, actually, and it's a good chunk of change. So, and, you know, it's not that competitive like other federal grants that have fewer than seven grants available. There's 95 available. So that's why we're highlighting this one for the, for the week. All right, to top it off, what I love about this grant no matching required. Yay. All right. So the Adaptive Sports Grant Program's purpose is to provide grants to eligible adaptive sports entities to plan, develop, manage, and implement programs to provide adaptive sports activities for disabled veterans and disabled members of the armed forces. Really, really cool. So check out uh, what the eligibility requirements are and what the adaptive sports actually include. All right, that is it for uh, our federal grant, foundation grant of the week. Also a super cool grant. This is from the Brookdale Foundation Group. Very, very cool. They have a mission to enhance the quality of life for America's elderly. So if you have any elderly programs, you may be eligible for this grant. Very, very cool. The 2018 request for proposals is now available for agencies interested in one, creating or expanding supportive services for grandparents or other relatives raising children, or two, establishing a group respite or early memory loss program for elders with dementia. So there's a lot more information. Uh, recent grants have gone to the Salvation Army uh, for $25,000 to support their Hurricane Irma relief efforts um, and Hurricane Harvey relief efforts. There's also been other grants awarded for commu- the Jewish Family and Community Services of Southwest Florida. 
All right, your deadline is June 27th, 2018. Maximum grant, gr maximum grant amount is $15,000. This is a smaller amount, but it's still a good amount for a project, potentially, if you have it. For the direct links to these grant opportunities, go ahead and go to www.grantwritingandfunding.com and go to podcast 025. You click on this episode for all of the links to these grant opportunities. What are grants? All right, guys, we are moving in to the new series on this podcast, How to Find Grants. Now, we first started going over um, when this podcast first originated, it was all about how to write grants. And then we went into this entire last quarter has been all about, you know, how to do organizational strategic planning for your nonprofit. Now we're going to get back into grants per se, and we're really going to look at the nitty gritty on how to find grants. But before we get there, we need to ask the question and answer it. What are grants? According to the Oxford Dictionary, a grant is many things. As a noun, it is, quote, a sum of money given by a government or other organization for a particular purpose, end quote. As a formal mass noun, whatever that means, it is, quote, the action of granting something, end quote. And as a law noun, it is, quote, a legal conveyance or formal conferment, end quote. Most true is the regular noun description, the a sum of money given by a government or other organization for a particular purpose, for the reasons that we talk about grants. Yet all definitions could be inferred as to what a grant actually is and how it functions. So it is money given for a purpose that is granted, or not just a purpose, but or an organization that is granted to something, either individual, organization, county, government, etc., and it is considered a formal agreement, usually marked with a contract of some sort. In order to find grants, though, it is first important to understand what they are and what they are not. Let's start with what the are not is. All right, so what are they not? Let me say this very clearly. All right, we have three main things that we're going to be looking at. Number one, grants are not free money. I mean, sure, if you handle them correctly, it is money given to you that you do not have to pay back. Holly, how is that not free money? Well, because you actually have to spend the money on what you said you were going to spend it on. You have to reach the objectives you stated you were going to reach. And you usually have to send a report to the funding source on how you achieved all of this. So that being said, it's not free money. Number two, grants do not pay back personal choices. All right, so many times people will ask me if there are tons of money out there. Hey, Holly, is there tons of money out there to pay back my student loan, pay off the house, or hey, that car, the Audi I can't afford anymore? Uh, no. <laughs> sure, sometimes an individual may get a certain degree. So if you went after a degree, you, um, you know, an educational degree, you may get it paid for by a company that you are going to work for if you commit a certain numbers of work for that company. So say um, you want your teaching certificate and your teaching degree. Well, if you commit to a, a school that you're going to work there for X amount of years, they may actually pay for your degree. And that does happen because that is when a company has a vested interest, right? They're going to invest in you because you will invest in them. Now, if the company hired you to do landscaping and your degree was in art history, they probably would not be inclined to pay back your student loans. 
And if you bought a BMW and then realized the loan was just too much, you actually thought the monthly payment was $400 per month, not per paycheck, <laughs> and thought to go look for a grant, then you are mistaken. Personal choices that you make and that make an impact on your personal lifestyle, most people, and specifically funding sources, don't really care about that. All right, that might sound harsh, but it's true. People might start caring about you if you have no money to even take the public bus to get a job so you can pay your bills, all right? Then you might fall under another category. Then you might get a grant through a nonprofit that helps the impoverished. The chances are they would just give you bus passes. No mula. So, and I love this quote by Dave Ramsey. Quote, we live in a culture that quit asking how much and instead ask how much down and how much a month. Now that was by Dave Ramsey. Love that quote. And that's pretty much how it goes about in our culture these days. So when it comes to grants, I think that might be a lot of people think, oh, that's the easy way out. It's free money. But once again, remember, it's not free money and you can't just spend it on whatever you want. All right. So number three, grants are so easy to get and there are so many out there. Well, if you have been listening to this podcast for a while, you know this is a myth. Grants are very competitive and there may be many out there for what you do, but chances are there are not. That is where this entire podcast series came into play, how to find grants. You may be listening to this because you know that grants are hard to get and to find, and it is, um, you know, it's very hard to find the ones that actually match well for your organization. Don't worry, we will get into that. Let's first go into what grants are. So number one, grants are an agreement. Grants must be used for what they said they were going to be used for. And that is usually very clear as you have to fill out an application or proposal that the funding source makes available. So they actually create those. As each funding source creates these applications and announcements, they are all different. So if you are applying for a grant from the Department of Health and Human Services, it will look very differently than an application from the Kellogg Foundation. Heck, even grants under the different offices of the Department of Health and Human Services are different from one another and foundation applications vary greatly. So one foundation application may have an online five-question quiz that you have to fill out to be approved if you are even eligible to apply for the grant, whereas another foundation may request a two-page letter of inquiry only during the month of July every year. But in any grant, once they approve funding for your organization, then you have agreed to follow out the terms. If you do not follow out these terms, you may not get the money or you may have to pay the money back. To go into a a grant with a perception that it's free money is not really a good move. This will only cause all involved great heartache and may ruin your nonprofit's reputation. So really the thought process and the perception behind what grants are or what they're not is very important to have. Number two, grants fund certain objectives. So this is number two of what grants are. They fund certain objectives. A majority of grants fund projects. Some grants do fund operational cost or construction, but usually the operations are for certain projects and the construction will lead to projects for your target demographic. This means that grant monies usually have to ma- or provide a positive change and the funding sources would like a way to measure this change. Sound complicated? Well, usually grants don't fund all operations for a nonprofit as that would be hard to measure impact and that would require long-term support. You're always going to need operational funding, right? So think of grants more like a loan. They are more about certain projects are bound by time and will have a certain outcome. 
So for example, a grant may fund a summer camp project. Your objective may be, and let's be very specific here, because <laughs> objectives are specific, remember guys? All right, so quote, super cool project camp will serve 100 youth ages 10 years old to 15 years old from May 1st to July 31st, 2018, and will increase their super skills by 50%, end quote. You would put down your budget of personnel, fringe benefits, equipment, supplies, travel, other, and direct or indirect cost rate into the budget, right? So your budget would consist of all of these different kind of categories if you have things to fill into those categories. You would also have to outline how skills would be increased and what super skills you actually are including, what your recruitment process is for your staff and youth, um, and how you would select the staff and youth. So of course you're gonna need staff, right, to manage this project, although you may not. You may have other staff that you're just gonna use. You might not have to fund them, but you're, you're gonna need staff, right? But you might have them paid for from another source. You just need money for the supplies and stuff for the youth, right? I mean, that's totally, a, that is a possibility. But at the same time, you're gonna to wanna to put in that staff because, um, and you're gonna want another line item on how the funding is, how they're getting paid, right? So it's not coming from this grant. So you still, they can really get a good grasp on what the entire project looks like. But then of course they know what their monies are going to pay for. But here's the flip side, right? The cost total $50,000, but at the end of the grant, you only serve 50 kids, not the 100, and you employed half the staff you're going to, so you said you're going to employ four and you only employed two, then the funding source, they may ask for some money back, or if they haven't delivered all the money, they may not, because where else would it have gone? Where's that money? You may need to return into receipts, and most likely you will have to, with all purchases. So it is important to know how to track grant funding. More on that in a later podcast because it's getting a little bit deep. But at the same time, it's just, you know, if you're going to say you're going to spend money on something and you outline how much money you need for each category, but then you spend less than that, they're going to see you're trying to take a profit margin somewhere. And grants don't do that. This is for a nonprofit. Number three, grants are competitive and there may only be a handful, if that, available for your particular project. Grants are competitive. The internet has made it easier to find grants, while at the same time accessing a surmountable more number of grants and funding sources on the planet. Like, it's amazing. But at the same time, it's also a catch-22. While you are able to find more grants, so is everybody else. Funding sources only have a certain amount of funding allocated for grant projects every year, and they need to make selections based on the best fit grant applications that actually make sense for their mission and their vision. So some funding sources do not even accept solicitations for grants as they earmark different organizations that they want to give to. So they say, uh-uh, no soliciting here. And most funding sources only open their funding cycles at certain times throughout the year, right? Because they don't want to be getting, I mean, some would keep them open, but a lot of them, I would say most, it's only at certain times throughout the year because they're, they know that they're going to have a board meeting maybe a month or two after they close the funding cycle. So they'll have an opportunity to go over all the grants and actually award a certain amount of grants because they only have a certain amount of money that they're going to give to grant funding every year. 
And furthermore, every funding source will only give grants to what they think is important, what meets their mission and their vision. So if you write a proposal for sheep shearing and they only fund projects to do with water conservation, it will be a very difficult connection, to say the least. They probably won't give you funding as they do not indicate any sort of passion or purpose with sheep shearing, but they may fund a project that helps reduce water usage in a community by 25%. So you really have to write grants on what actually makes sense to the funding agencies that you're writing to. So that is all about what grants are not and what they are. So now that you know this difference, we'd also look to, obviously we need to look at the different types of grants. Um, so there are different types of grants. For a full podcast that really breaks down the different types of grants, you can listen to episode number 002 on grant writing and funding. Um, there I really go into the details of what the different types are. But for the cliff notes on this, we're going to be talking about just, you know, we're just going to give kind of an outline today of what those are to give you a really good idea. So there are namely federal grants and foundation grants. For federal grants, there are three categories, project grants, formula grants, and earmark grants. And I'm going to kind of flip this around and go backwards. Earmark grants are earmarked and set aside for certain governments or organizations. If you have an earmark grant, good for you, but you're also a minority. Most of us do not get these. If you don't have one, you can kind of just X that out. You're not even going to be looking for that. Block grants give to the state or local governments for certain purposes. And you think of this as like Medicaid or food stamps, that sort of certain allocations that are given for certain purposes, usually a large amount of money. So if you're not a state or a local government, you probably won't be getting something like this. Um, what most nonprofits, especially smaller nonprofits to bid to even large, are looking at project grants. So project grants are the federal grants you will probably want to be going after. Under project grants, there are also different types of grants. All right, this kind of reminds me of like those Russian dolls where every time you take one apart, there's another one underneath and it keeps going, <laughs> right, until it gets smaller and smaller. Anyways, and this is kind of like that or peeling back an onion, right? So there's different grants underneath the, the project grants. And we're not going to really go into all the details on that because the main things you're going to be wanting to look at, there's regular grants and there's cooperative grants. So if you're looking through grants.gov or you're looking through the catalog for domestic um, grants, then you're going to be looking and saying, hey, I've seen a lot of these terms, regular, cooperative. What's the difference? Which one should I apply for? So regular grants are, well, regular. And those are, you can apply for those, no problem. As long as you're eligible, you have to read through the eligibility section, right? And that's always published. Cooperative agreements, you also have to be eligible for, right? But they're a little bit more detailed than regular grants, where the federal government is much more involved. They actually have to approve your staff that you say you're going to hire uh, and deliver technical assistance of some sort. And a lot of times that's through webinars, through phone conferences. They're just a lot more involved. And there's pros and cons to both. I mean, regular grants are just, they're just grants. That's just the way they are. You still have to do your reporting. And, you know, you still have to make sure you document everything and outline everything. But cooperative is just you're going to have a lot more involvement with the federal agency. And a lot of times that's actually good because in, when you're starting up, especially because you're learning so much and you get that technical assistance. But as you go on, sometimes it might be become uh, a little bit burdensome. But either way, just make sure that your project, whatever your project fits, and as long as you're eligible, apply for either one of these, man. Just go after it. Get that funding. All right. 
That's as detailed as I'm going to go in with federal grants today, as there are, like I said, more layers, but basically what many nonprofits should pay attention to for federal grants are that, uh, the project grants that are either federal or regular grants or cooperative agreements. Now, foundation grants, they have different layers as well, but are much more simple. For example, there are two types of foundations in the most general sense. There's a public charity or a private foundation. A public charity, it sounds like, wow, that would be the one to go after, but a public charity is actually a foundation that asks the public for money to fund its own project. This could be like PBS asking for money during a telethon, so kind of think in that vein. A private foundation is a foundation that is a non-governmental, non-profit organization having a principal fund managed by its own trustees or directors and awards monies to charitable, educational, religious, or other activities serving the public good primarily through the making of grants to other nonprofit organizations. These foundations all have their own way of giving grants. They have separate funding cycles. They have their own priorities. Your best bet is to find a private foundation that allows, aligns its mission and vision with your nonprofits and gives to projects that are similar to yours. All right, guys, that sums it up for today. To lay the groundwork to finding grants, we first need to know what grants are, what they are not, and the different types of grants. Next week, we will really get into the nitty-gritty of how to start looking for grant prospects. I'll see you next time, guys. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to today's show. As always, please feel free to send me an email if you have any grant writing or funding questions to hollywego at gmail.com. If you enjoy listening to the Grant Writing and Funding Podcast, then I would love to ask you a favor. Please leave a review on iTunes or SoundCloud. Thanks again for listening and go get funded.